before we start with today's message, I wanted to let you know that your time with God doesn't have to end when this devotion does. Oh, it's Pastor Mike, by the way. <laughs> if you still find yourself wanting more great resources that take you deep into God's Word and deeper into the faith that you want, just visit us at timeofgrace.org. However you learn best, I bet we've got something for you. From our sermons, to our video devotions, to written devotions, to books, to blogs, and, of course, to more podcasts. One more time, just visit timeofgrace.org. I'll see you there. We are riding along on the crazy roller coaster ride of the Apostle Peter's life. Up and down he goes with great moments, with, with bad moments, and every step of the way, I am right there with him. I am relating to Peter, how he's quick to speak, quick to act. I am relating to Peter that I am so thankful that Jesus forgives me in just the same way and, and wants to use me, he wants to use you in his kingdom. That empowered Peter and the Spirit filled his heart to be a bold witness. So if you're tracking along, we are long out of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the, the, the Bible books that are called Gospels about Jesus. Now we're in the book of Acts. And that story of Pentecost was in Acts chapter 2. And if you start paging forward, that's where you'll find a different Peter, who's the apostle, who's bold, who's preaching, who is telling the leaders that he refuses to stop preaching and teaching about Jesus, whom he has seen and, and what he has done for everyone in this world, that all who call on him are saved. Well, even though Peter is this bold disciple now, that doesn't mean that the roller coaster journey is over. And I think this is good for us to relate to because we don't attain perfection here in this world. We, we try to follow what God wants, but perfection's in heaven. And so even after this, Peter had some high moments and some low moments. If you keep going forward in the book of Acts, you're going to come to this really wonderful story where Peter is on a rooftop and he's praying and he sees this vision of a sheet coming down from heaven and inside of this sheet are some animals. And God said, Peter, get up, take the animals, kill them, eat. And Peter says, uh, no, Lord, I I've never had bacon or pulled pork in my life. I eat kosher food. I follow the laws of Moses. No. And God says, don't call anything that I've made unclean. And guess what? This whole series of visions happens three times. Again, that number three for Peter. But this is an object lesson for Peter to learn because just as that last vision was f finishing, sure enough, some Gentiles are at the door, some non-Jews whom they considered to be unclean. And they take Peter to the house of this Roman soldier. He was in charge of a hundred soldiers, a centurion, and his name was Cornelius. And lo and behold, Cornelius and all his family and, and the people there, they all came to faith in Jesus and they were all baptized. And, and that Cornelius event, a really big moment is when the light bulb went on. Well, I guess Jesus is actually for everybody in the world. And that changed Peter's perspective and the whole perspective of the early church. Good moment. But there's this lesser-known moment that happened later on that was not so good. If you want to read about it sometime, it's in Galatians chapter 2. Again, just a, a side reference. But we're told that, that Peter was a little bit to the north and west of Jerusalem. He's in this city called Antioch, and he's hanging out with the Gentiles, the, the early Christian believers, and he was living like a Gentile. So he was worshiping Jesus on Sunday, the day he rose, and he was eating the footlong ham subs from Subway and not following the laws of Moses. When all of a sudden some Jews came from Jerusalem 
And Peter pulls this two-faced move like, hey, Jew friends, uh, let's worship on the Sabbath day, on Saturday, and, and let's follow the laws of Moses and eat kosher food again. And, and in Galatians 2, the Apostle Paul actually had to call him out for being hypocritical and, and two-sided with the good news of Jesus. Again, I think this is what makes Peter so relatable for us, that we, we do stumble at times and we are confused at times and we do lose focus at times. I also think this is what makes First and Second Peter, the Bible books, really fascinating. We know so much about Peter and his life that you can read into what he's saying in these books. Peter's talking about standing firm in the faith and resisting the temptations of Satan, this lion prowling around eager to devour us. And he talks about being strong until Judgment Day when Jesus returns. I get that. This is important. Maybe spend 20 or 30 minutes this week, read First and Second Peter. It won't take much longer than that. Great encouragement for our lives as believers. So maybe this is a good place to finish with Peter and, and his life journey at the very end. So we don't have this in the Bible, but there are good historical documents, good Christian traditions that tell us at the end of his life, around the years 64 to 68 AD, Peter was in Rome with Paul. And it would seem that the Roman Emperor Nero was persecuting Christians. He was one crazy dude, but he, he wanted to find a scapegoat for this fire that broke out in Rome, and he blamed Christians. So Christian tradition would tell us that he's there in Rome, and likely Mark was someone he befriended and gave him information. That's where we get the Gospel of Mark. And that at the very end, Nero decided to execute Paul and Peter. And Christian tradition would say that Peter was going to be crucified. But in honor of his Savior Jesus, he didn't want to die in the same way, and he asked actually to be crucified upside down. And sure enough, just as he said, Lord, I would lay my, down my life for you, he actually did. He died in faith for his Savior Jesus. What an epic journey Peter took from the regular, ordinary, everyday fisherman, minding his own business, who comes to hear through John the Baptist about this promised Messiah and then meets Jesus and becomes a disciple and gives his life to following the Lord. And though there are ups and downs, he took comfort in God's forgiveness, that, that Jesus loved him no matter what he had done, and that Jesus was going to use him in his kingdom. I think that is a beautiful story for us, that though we have ordinary things going on in our lives, God does the extraordinary for us that he loves us despite anything we've done. He forgives us. And that risen Savior Jesus, my Savior, your Savior, is the one who calls us to follow him until the end of our lives when we join Jesus and Peter and all the rest in glory everlasting.